Amen. Good morning, everybody. I hope you are well. I just want to say a big thank you to the team for leading us this morning. There's only a few of us here at the church making this happen this morning, but I tell you what, the presence of God in this place is awesome, and I pray that God's presence is filling your homes right now. This morning, I want to encourage you. This morning, I want to speak life into your situation. I want to speak faith into your situation. I want to speak faith and hope and encouragement into the life of our church and our church community. And when we finish this morning, if you're encouraged, if you feel built up, if you feel lifted up, then then my job is done. I'm a happy man. Smith Wigglesworth said these words. Fear looks and faith jumps. Faith never fails to obtain its object. If I leave you as I found you, I am not God's channel. I'm not here to entertain you, but to get you to that place where you can laugh at the impossible. Where you can laugh at the impossible. Do you have any impossibilities in your life right now that you need to laugh at? I think we need that today. Let faith arise today. Let hope arise today. Let his praise on our lips rise today. Let your prayers rise today. Let faith arise. This morning, I am carrying on with our theme that Jordan set out last week. Faith brings hope into reality. This is based on Hebrews 11 verse 1, that great faith chapter of the Bible. Please do check out Jordan's message from last week if you missed it. This week, I am speaking on the, on the subject, faith brings hope into reality for me. Faith brings hope into reality for me. Later on in our series, we're going to talk about faith brings hope into reality for my community and for my nation. But today, it is all about faith bringing hope into reality for me. I believe this, the promises of God are yes and amen. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says these words, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, or we agree, ascends to God for his glory. If God has promised you something through his word, if God has planted something within you, if God has given you hopes, dreams, and desires, and longings, then I believe this. If we trust him with everything we have, we've just sung about it right now, if we trust him with everything we have, if we get into his word, the Bible, if we obey him, if we commit to him like never before, if our prayer life develops and grows, then I believe this. He will give us the desire desires of our hearts. He will fulfill the promises that he has spoken over our lives and into our lives. Let me ask you a question. What are you longing for? What are you praying to God for? What are you crying out to God for? What are you believing God for in 2021? Maybe in the chat on Facebook or on YouTube, you would like to let us know. 
Why don't you write down these words and write it into the chat right now. In 2021, I'm believing God for, and then leave your message. You can keep it general. You can keep make it specific. But in 2021, I'm believing God for, and then write your message. We want to stand alongside you, you see, and we want to believe with you that in 2021, faith will bring hope into reality for you and for me. So don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Let me share a few quick stories on this point. On Monday last night, uh, on Monday last week, we started our online alpha course and we had a great time of discussion as we talked about some of the big questions of life. During the conversation, one of our wonderful participants, she shared how she longed for her adult son to know Jesus Christ for himself, to come back to Jesus. And as we listened in on the conversation, we could sense the heartbreak, the tears, the frustration of mother as she shared, as she longed for her son to come back to the faith. She spent years and years praying for him. As we carried on with our conversation, another participant gave some wonderful encouragement to this mother, sharing her own story of how at the age of 36, she'd spent years running away from God, but at the age of 36, she'd just made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. The bottom line is this, don't give up praying, don't give up hoping, don't give up believing, don't give up trusting in God, because the Bible says this, be strong and courageous, wait patiently for the Lord. And I have faith to believe that this year in 2021, that the prodigals will return, families will be reunited, loved ones will make the decision to become Christ followers or recommit their lives to him. Parents, don't give up praying for your children no matter what the age. No matter what the age. Psalm 126 verse 5 says these wonderful words. Those who plant in tears will harvest or reap with shouts of joy. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, weeping endures for night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy is coming to your situation. The end result will be joy. Can I let you into a little secret this morning? Every night, without fail, me and my wife Sarah, we pray for our boys, Harry and Jack. And we pray the same prayer with them. And they pray it back to us as part of that prayer. And the, and the prayer goes like this, or part of the prayer goes like this. Dear God, I thank you for Harry and Jack. I pray that you will cause them to be mighty men for you, who serve you, who love you, who follow you with all of their hearts. That is part of the prayer that we pray as parents. You see, we believe we will have the joy of seeing that prayer unfold. We have faith to believe that even this year, despite their young ages, despite lockdown, despite the difficulties in education, despite the effect of mental health on, on kids and young people, that our boys will become mighty. Faith will bring my hopes into reality. Faith will bring the hopes, dreams, desires of parents into reality. Do you believe that? You might say to me this morning, John, I don't have a lot of faith right now. I don't have a lot of hope. And I understand that I do because I have those moments as well. In fact, I think most people do. And you'd be encouraged to know that many of our Bible superheroes that we elevate to great positions had those moments as well. Elijah got depressed. 
Paul, the Apostle Paul says he had fightings without and fears within. But they were all used by God and the faith they did have, they exercised. The fact of the matter is this, you don't need a lot of faith to see the mountains and the obstacles moved in your life. You don't need a lot of faith to see the impossible made possible. You don't need a lot of faith to believe that the promises of God will be fulfilled. But what we do need to do is this, we need to start exercising that faith that we do have. And the more we exercise it, just like a muscle, the more it will grow and expand. And I can't think of a better time to start growing, expanding, and exercising my faith than at the beginning of a new year and a new lockdown. I'm believing for a year of miracles in my life and in the life of this house. I'm believing for a year of divine opportunities in my life and within the life of this house. I'm believing for a year of divine provision in my life and in the life of this house. I'm believing God for a year of divine breakthrough in my life and in the life of this house. Divine answers to questions that I have. I'm believing for what in the natural seems impossible to be made possible in Jesus' name. Despite Brexit, despite COVID, despite political earthquakes in 2021, faith will bring hope into reality for me. I am glad that I have faith. When we gave our lives to Jesus Christ, God gave us the gift of faith resulting from his grace. Guess what, everybody? He not only supplied a savior, but he supplied the faith to believe in him. Our Christian walk is a step-by-step walk with Jesus. And the further we walk with him, the better we get to know him. And the better we know him, the more we come to trust him. And we can start to take those bigger and bigger steps of faith. But take encouragement this morning that even a tiny bit of faith can cause the impossible to happen. In Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus is speaking to his disciples when he says these words. I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. It's time to exercise our faith. It's time to expand our faith. If we do that, I have every confidence that faith will bring hope into reality for me in 2021. In the Psalms, David the shepherd boy, David who killed the giant Goliath, David the mighty king of Israel, David the psalmist, the songwriter, he pens a wonderful, personal, intimate, faith-filled psalm. Psalm 27. It is clear from reading this psalm, however, that he's going through a tough time. He's going through an anxious time. He's going through a worrying time. Is that anyone's story right now? But the thing I love about the Bible, of course, is that it is all relatable. David is definitely afraid. He has his enemies. He feels surrounded. But despite all that, David in this psalm exercises incredible faith. And he sets a great example to us all. I am glad for the examples of faith in my life. I'm so glad of it. Let's be an example of faith, shall we? I know even this week as I've poured over this psalm, I've I've taken incredible encouragement from this psalm. And it has caused me to declare and proclaim a few things over my life for this year. 
So let me read Psalm 27 to you this morning. If you have it, if you've got your Bibles with you on your laps in front of you at home, why don't you turn to Psalm 27? And it reads these wonderful words. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, do you feel surrounded this morning? Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. It's time to lift up our heads, everybody. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies who are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident. Yet I am confident. I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous, courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. This is an incredible psalm. And there are a number of things relating to this psalm and our theme that I pray will help us this morning. If hope is going to become reality for me, then we need to consider the following. Number one, it's time to get personal. It's time to get personal. By nature, I'm probably quite a reserved kind of chap. Those closest to me will know me a bit differently, but getting personal about life's issues, getting personal about John's stuff, is not the most comfortable thing I do well. And even when it comes to God, I often hold back, forgetting that God knows everything about me anyway. He knows my risings, he knows my sitting down, he knows everything about me. Check out Psalm 139. Despite knowing everything about us though, God still wants us to pour it all out to him. God wants us to get to know him. Because it is from this position of developing a relationship with God, growing in our faith, communicating with God, that we can see our hopes truly become reality. So it's time to get personal. What I love about David is that he does not hold back. David wears his heart on his sleeve as he pours it all out to God. His starting point is one of vulnerability and honesty. He clearly has a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. 
In Psalm 27 verse 1, David confidently says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He does not say the Lord is the light, the salvation. He does not say the Lord is a light, a salvation. He does not say the Lord gives light, the Lord gives salvation. But he confidently, with a sense of intimate knowledge, declares the Lord is my light and the Lord is my salvation. Later on in verse 4, David says, The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I want more than anything, is to be close to him, is to be near him, is to be in his presence. In verse 8, we get some more understanding of his relationship between God and David when he says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, saying, Lord, I'm coming. If we want to see our hopes become reality, let's get personal, let's develop, let's grow our relationship with Jesus Christ. Pour out what is on the inside to God. Get personal with him. Talk to him about your hopes and your fears and your worries and your anxieties and your desires. Give him your requests. Tell him about your wants and your needs. Everything, pour it all out to him. But make sure you do this because relationship is a two-way thing. Make sure you take the quality time to stop and listen to him in return because it is in these moments of listening. It's in these moments of quiet that he will whisper back to you. It is in these moments that God will reveal something of his heart to your heart. He will speak to you. So it's time to get personal. Number two. It's time to get a revelation of God. Out of this personal, growing, developing relationship with God, knowing God more and more, David became aware of who God was, what he does, and how he does it. God revealed to David something of his character, something of his person. Here are some statements of David from Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord conceals me. The Lord hides me. The Lord places me on a high rock. The Lord holds me close. The Lord teaches me. The Lord leads me. The Lord is good. David had a revelation of who God was, what he does, and how he does it. As I look back over my life, as I reflect on on my time so far on earth, the highs, the lows, the successes and the failures, the mistakes and everything else in between, I can confidently say this, the Lord has been faithful. I can confidently say the Lord has and is my light and salvation. The Lord has been and is and will continue to be my fortress. The Lord conceals me. The Lord hides me. The Lord places me on a high rock. The Lord holds me close. The Lord teaches me. The Lord leads me. The Lord has been good. The Lord is good. And the Lord will be good to me. And because of that, despite COVID, despite problems, despite worries, despite anxieties, despite what I hear and what I see on the news, I can look forward with faith in absolute confidence and expectation because I know that he is in control. Can I encourage us all to get a fresh revelation of who God is in 2021? Number three. It's time to realize the truth of who he is and what he does will set us free. 
It's time to realize the truth of who he is and what he does will set us free. Once we have a revelation of God, we can begin to understand and realize what it all means to us. If God says who he says he is, if God does what he says he does, and I believe it, and I trust it, and I trust him in it, and I trust him through it, then it means I am on the winning side. And I can have no freedom because the Bible says this, the truth will set you free. I can live a life of faith over fear. Fear you have no hold on me in Jesus' name. I can have and know and experience faith for the impossible to be made possible. Despite everything going on around me, Romans 8, 31 says, If God is for me, then who can be against me? David came to this realization in Psalm 27, verse 1, and he says, So why should I be afraid? Why should I tremble? In verse 3, he says, My heart will not be afraid. I will remain confident. In verse 6, he says this, I will hold my head up high. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy despite what's going on around me. And despite everything that threatens David, in verse 13, he says these incredible words, I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. If you are in the land of the living right now and you are breathing, I believe this, that you will see the Lord's goodness. You will see the Lord's goodness. Come on this morning. Let's start speaking that out this morning. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I, I, he will place me on a high rock. I am confident of this. I'm, I'm assured of this. Number four, it's time to speak out. I'll ask what I asked at the beginning of this message. What are you believing God for? What are you trusting God for? It's time to start speaking out and declaring the promises of God. Wherever you are right now, why don't you start doing that? Let your home become a place where faith is declared right now. Come on, let your home become a place where faith is declared right now. Let's believe that in 2021, faith will bring hope into reality for me. We believe that.